It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I feel like we've asked this about six times already this season, but is this the low point? You are Locked On Yankees, your daily New York Yankees podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Yankees, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making us your first listen every day. I'm Stacey Gotsoulias. Locked On Yankees is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONMLB for $20 off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. With me, as always, is my producer, Steve Granato. Steve. I was going to ask what's going on, but we know what's going on. It's uh, not good. <laughs> yeah, it hasn't been good. wasn't a good weekend. Uh, I've been saying that a lot recently. Hey, thanks so much for clicking on the show here today. We're going to talk about that game in a second. Talk about the weekend in a second. Uh, of course, we do have a preview of the upcoming series in Atlanta. Get you some pitching matchups and some thoughts and some bold predictions a little bit later. There was a, a lot of news coming out of the Yankees minor league system here and all minor league systems, a reshuffling of the deck of sorts. So we need to talk about a new number one prospect that the Yankees have. We'll tell you about him and how the rest stack up when we come back a little bit later on in the show. But Stacy, uh, the 8-7 loss on Sunday in Miami. There's a there's some good stuff in this game, obviously. You had to get to that point in the ninth. Uh, Giancarlo Stanton with the with a nice RBI double. Volpe had a nice weekend, ended up hitting a two-run shot. Um, ben Rortved hits his first Yankees homer. But they obviously melted down <laughs> really badly there in the ninth inning. Um, just your thoughts on the meltdown. Uh, is it bad that I almost felt like it was coming And Holmes has been pitching well, but I don't know. I just had a bad feeling going into the ninth inning. I don't know why. And I just was like, Oh God, I don't know why I have this really awful feeling. And that first hit, you know, uh, it went beyond Bader bounced right to him. He got it to second kind of fast, but not fast enough. And, uh, bell got in there. Um, not bell. Who was it? I can't remember now. And, uh, I don't know. I just, from that first hit, I thought something bad was going to happen, but I didn't think it was going to be a complete, complete meltdown. I thought the Marlins were going to make it interesting and scary. I didn't think that that actually finished the job. So I was kind of shocked by that. Um, because, you know, you're heading into the ninth inning, you're up by that many runs. You're thinking, okay, cool. We took two out of three in Miami heading into a series against the best team in baseball. And at least coming out of this two out of three is better than only winning one out of three and then it all fell apart yeah it was a uh, yuli guriel who let off at that double that's who it was yes that's um, right yeah and and a lot of people are upset at clay holmes look of course he didn't want to do that duh <laughs> right <laughs> the 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 whole inning obviously really hinged on that ground ball back to him that was a tough play yeah that was a real tough play that was a quick comebacker it, it caught him you know, square, square in the crotch, essentially like that. That's mm -hmm. a tough play. And obviously he didn't have a, a grip on that ball. No, I mean, it was quick. It was bang, bang. He's trying to rush it. He's trying to get the out, man. Like he's trying to get the out. Yeah. Uh, it was a nice play there in the ninth as well from, from Volpe. He saved a run at that one point that play up the middle. That was a real tough play too. So like, like this, this really just kind of turned sour quick. Uh, it was more, it felt more circumstance, like the Marlins got a chance and then they took advantage. So yeah. I think that's really what happened here. Look, I'm not trying to excuse it, um, but it's not as 
cut and dry as Clay Holmes completely just blew this. Right. Um, which a lot yeah. of people love to make it out to be. A loss is a loss. I guess it doesn't really matter either way if, if you if you completely blow it or not. Um, it is a loss. But, yeah. you know, I think Canely was was pitching well to Berger and, you know, he was staying away, staying away, staying away. Then that changeup just came back. And I mean, it's, you put the guy in a possible situation like it's just, yeah, it's just how it goes, man. It's just how it goes. It's, this game can be brutal sometimes. And and like you said, coming out. Uh, uh, thinking winning two of three and you're going, okay, great. Um, especially considering how the offense performed on Sunday and how the offense performed on Friday, uh, you ran into to some trouble on Saturday, Saturday, obviously, but yeah, I mean, you, you very, you were what two outs away from feeling really good about the weekend, you know, or mm -hmm. at least pretty darn good about the weekend, save that Saturday game. So it's like, it's, it's so tough to go out of there the way you do. Yeah, because as you said, if it were two out of three that they won, they win those two games Friday, Sunday, they score a total of 16 runs combined, which is like a miracle for the Yankees in one series lately. So it would have been um, 17 because three won on Saturday. Oh, yeah. And um, well, I mean, in well, those two games, yeah, yeah, you know, sure. and then you know, getting shut down by Sandy Alcantara, like I know he hasn't been pitching well this year. But it's not that surprising that he was able to do that. Plus, Angel Hernandez was behind the plate, and he missed so many calls when the Yankees were up that, uh, scarily enough, he, he Sandy should have had a better game. Yeah. <laughs> like there were some calls that Angel really Hernandez bad yeah. really bad that he missed on Yankee batters. Um, I mean, he missed some for Yankee pitchers as well. But I mean, it's scary enough to think that 10K's complete game could have actually been better for him if there were a better umpire behind the plate. Um, but, you know, you come out of the series losing that one game. It's so much better. But this is this feels like that Rockies game, which yeah. was also a Sunday coming out of a series where you want to try and win two out of three and then you lose two out of three. And it's just deflating. And then what happened when they went to Anaheim? They got swept. So what's going to happen when they go to Atlanta and face the best team in baseball? Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, it's not obviously no one. No one wants to head out of a of a series like that. I mean, you get to Lazardo on Friday. You know, he definitely made some mistakes. He did not was not sharp on Friday night. Volpe, that three run shot. Judge goes deep in that one. Uh, you know, RBI Knox, Mike KF, Oswaldo, Glaber, Higgy, like the offense was rolling. Um, we can talk about the pitching situation obviously throughout the week and we're going to talk about that as a matter of fact on tomorrow's show uh just more in depth since we have a little more opportunity because uh, you know mondays are always jam-packed uh, mm -hmm. just the the state of yankees pitching is uh intriguing uh <laughs> but yeah i mean i mean there's no other way to sugarcoat sunday there's just no I, I i try i try to give you some i mean obviously again like i said there's some good stuff there on sunday yeah. But it's so clouded by a couple one, batters. Yeah, that one bad. It, it wasn't even the whole inning that was bad. It was just those few batters that it was just. Oh, yeah, my I God. mean, that's a heck of an effort at first, right? Like they were trying. Oh, and like, man. you know, you know, judge and right. Like, I don't know. I mean, he's obviously not 100 percent. So that run was going to score regardless. But yeah. Yeah, it's just yeah, man. I I, mean, I got a feel for 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 them, cause you feel good. You you gave Cole plenty of offense. Cole did what he was supposed to do. He's did what he's been doing all year long. This feels the bullpen similar up to, to that point. It was fine. <laughs> like there's yeah. no. It's just the ninth. 
Yeah, this feels similar to there was a game in Minnesota. Was that last season? Chapman blew a game within like two seconds. Like the Yankees were up by a few runs and then the Twins came back in like three batters and walked off. There was a game in Houston in 21, I want to say, before the All-Star break where the Yankees were up big and then Houston came back and beat them. Like they were up at least four runs in that game, if I recall correctly. And it felt like those games. It felt just like those games. And the Rockies game wasn't that long ago, which was also a Sunday. And it just felt so similar. And it's like, we've seen this movie before. This is just, this season is so, uh, like we, like I said in the open, is this rock bottom? No, because every time we think there is a rock bottom, it just keeps getting lower and lower and lower. So just prepare yourselves that we're going to see worse things happening down the stretch. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Clay Holmes hadn't given up a run in August. Right. I mean, <laughs> he hadn't given up a run since July 16th, which yeah. is the only run he's allowed since the All-Star break. Like, and that's I think that brings us to a bigger point here, Stace, is if the Yankees were playing the way they're supposed to be playing, up to their potential, yada yada yada. If they were playing that way, this is just one of those stinkers. Right. But given the situation that the Yankees have put themselves into, this turns the magnifying glass gets pulled out again. And oh, yeah. you, you go, Clay Holmes, I can't believe you had one job. You had one job. <laughs> it's like, yeah, well, he's done his job 5,000 times this year. Yeah. But, you know, the one time he can't, you know, it gets it gets it's the microscope. And, and that's the issue is you. We've said it all year, Stacey. The Yankees have to be perfect in order to win. The, yep. You can't. There, there, there isn't much room for a mistake this season because of, the, of the, just the way they pigeonhole themselves. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If this were a season where they not completely healthy, because no team's ever completely healthy. If a team was completely healthy, they'd be winning like 120 games a year. <laughs> um, if most of the rotation was there from the start, if Luis Severino was even just half as bad as he's been, you know, like if, if maybe his ERA was more like in the four range instead, and like he was kind of iffy, but not as bad as he is. And if the offense was just a tick higher, this wouldn't, I mean, it would just, it would be upsetting because you think, oh man, what a loss, but it wouldn't be the tragedy that it is right now to Yankee yeah. fans. Cause it's just so everything is going to be so blown out of proportion. 36 yeah. straight games without being charged with more than one run. What do you want? What do yeah. you want? <laughs> you know, like guys are allowed to have stinkers, you yeah. know, like that, that's going to happen. It was the first time since May 1st, he'd been charged with more than one run. Right. Yeah. Like, he'd been, he'd been really good. Nails. Yeah. Nails. Yeah. It just happens sometimes, man. And again, it's just it's given the situation now. Now, finger gets pointed. Yeah. And it's look. Yeah, he made a mistake. He he threw the ball away. Yeah. It's a stinker, man. It just happens. It happens in baseball. It happens in all sports, man. But magnifying glass. Uh, <laughs> let us know how you're feeling down below. I gotta imagine you're frustrated. Our subtexters were super frustrated uh, as well. We were texting with a couple of them after the game, after that play. 
Um, man, it's just, it's, it stings. It totally stings. Um, of course, while you're down in the comments section, you can drop some questions for Fan Mail Friday. Thank you guys so much for being a part of our Fan Mail Friday shows. They've been jam-packed recently, so we really appreciate it. Reply to that pinned comment down below. And again, our subtexters get priority for that, as well as a bunch of other really cool perks. Check out a 14-day free trial in the episode description. Uh, we're going to step aside. When we come back, some interesting news around minor league baseball. A reshuffling of the deck. What does that mean for the Yankees? Here at Locked On Yankees, we think buying baseball tickets shouldn't be stressful. Game time is the fastest and easiest way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater shows near you. Steve's used game time for tickets for this season, and it's been extremely simple. They take all the work out of buying tickets, so all you have to do is tap a few times and you're in. Forget planning months in advance. Game time has deals on tickets right up to just moments before first pitch. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for other events, too, like football, basketball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. With their lowest price guarantee and even event cancellation protection, Game Time is the best place to buy tickets in just a matter of seconds. Snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONMLB for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, that's code LOCKEDONMLB for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. <laughs> Back now here on Locked On Yankees, our second segment of the day. Don't forget, Yankees Braves tonight past the 7 o'clock hour. You can catch that game on SiriusXM. Download the SiriusXM app. Search for Yankees. Get yourself a free trial. And to the everydayers out there, coming up on tomorrow's show, of course, there was a lot of news about stuff, pitching stuff, <laughs> uh, and these things are happening. What does that leave with the Yankees rotation? We're going to talk about that. Do they have any other options? We're going to break that down on tomorrow's show. We just don't have enough time to do that here today. But on today's show, Stacey, we teased it a second ago. New rankings. They're here. <laughs> Finally. It always takes a while. You got to get those trades done. Get everybody shuffled around. The call-ups. Who doesn't qualify anymore? All this stuff. The new Prospect rankings are here, and the Yankees have some changes. So, of course, these are according to MLB Pipeline. Jason Dominguez, who was obviously the number one prospect uh, after Volpe got called up, is now number two. So he slides down a hair. Dominguez obviously has had uh, had a really slow start this year. Really slow start for Somerset. He only played a couple of games at the end of last season for the Patriots. Um, struggled at the plate this year. Uh, struggled with power, but he has played much better since July. Um, and he's really seen like he's figured out double-A pitching, I imagine. He's going to stay there for the remainder of the season. Unless, you know, there's a lot more movement. But I don't think they're going to try and rush him to triple-A. Uh, Dominguez right. is now the number 79 overall prospect in baseball so good to see Dominguez starting to play better uh, but he definitely had a slow start to the season Everson Pereira who's been steady all year he's now the number three prospect in the system 80 overall in all of baseball he's been playing well with Grant Wilkesbury this season in his first full year at AAA um, first year at all in AAA so good to see Everson Pereira continue to develop and, and really jump up the rankings here Austin Wells did fall to number eight in the system uh, he was up to two uh, earlier in the year, I believe, might have been four. My brain's melting all these guys together. doesn't matter <laughs> much. He does fall. Uh, Wells was injured to start the year. Um, 
played some rehab games, I believe, with Tampa, and then ended up jumping up to to Somerset and immediately made an impact and has been playing well this season. So uh, I think that's it's just the injury that kind of had him shuffle down a little bit. Uh, George Lombard Jr. is now the number six prospect. He has yet to make his affiliate debut. Uh, we haven't seen him just yet, so we're still waiting on him. We have seen Rock Riggio uh, this week make his uh, debut, by the way, with the Tampa Tarpons. We're anticipating Lombard Jr. to potentially be with them as well. So we'll see how that all shakes out. We're still waiting on George Lombard Jr. He was the first rounder the Yankees selected. The new number one prospect, Stacy, Spencer Jones. He's the Ooh. 78th overall prospect in Major League Baseball. If you don't know Spencer Jones, big kid, massive kid, six foot seven, left-handed bat, plays the outfield. And look, I think with him being the number one prospect in the system that comes with some caveats, uh, his numbers this season obviously don't jump off the page. He's batting 264 on base 333. He is slugging 449, but like the home run numbers aren't necessarily there. As of this recording, he's hit like 12 bombs in 92 games, I believe, is the official numbers for him. Um, overall, this season, his strikeouts have been higher. His walks have been down, but that's starting to sparse out the opposite direction. So he's starting to walk more. He's starting to strike out less. So like things are going better for him. Remember, he was first rounder last year. Like he, yeah. he's. Still gives us his first full year in professional baseball. He's coming out of Vanderbilt. It's really the projectability for this guy. He is huge. He is a big kid. If you've seen any footage of this guy, he is carbon copy, mirror image of Aaron Judge. He is a massive dude, looks just like him, built just like him, and that obviously has a lot of scouts very, very happy because, you know, <laughs> Aaron Judge. Uh, some scouts have nope, No him. pressure, though. <laughs> no pressure. Uh, a lot of it um, for Spencer Jones, a lot of people have been saying about him is um, – that he's built correctly, not just physically, but his mental capacity, the way he approaches the game. And he's built for New York uh, mm. is what people really like about him. So um, he's got good all field power. Um, he's got good speed. Like it's really the projectability for him. It's really getting adjusting, adjusting to, to professional hitting or professional pitching, rather um, the everyday grind, those types of things like that's, that's I probably got to imagine is why those numbers aren't extremely off of the page for you. But Sky's the limit for a guy like this. Everyone's happy about this kid. Everybody has good things to say about him. So we'll see um, how he progresses. But he's now the number one prospect in the Yankee system, which is obviously a huge, huge honor. Um, some guys, Stacey, that I feel like are just not getting enough love, uh, even considering. We've talked about this guy on, what, four, five, 15 different occasions this season. <laughs> just talked about him last week on Friday's show. Drew Thorpe. Now number five in the system. Drew Thorpe got called up on uh, Tuesday. He made his double-A debut on Friday. Whatever, eight innings, shutout baseball, two hits, nine strikeouts, didn't walk anybody. Drew Thorpe has been pitching ridiculously. Uh, his changeup was looking really, really good. He got six swings and misses on that. He got uh, 16 swinging strikes in those eight innings of shutout baseball against the uh, Rumble Ponies. He, he is... Unreal, unreal. And I think the Yankees, weirdly enough, might have a real diamond in the rough here. Uh, Thorpe is not a guy that, I mean, he was drafted high, but wasn't like, you know, wasn't the first rounder and anything like that. He gave up a leadoff single on Friday, then retired 20 in a row. 
20, <laughs> 2-0 in a row. Then he gave up a single with two outs in the seventh. Uh, wow. Which Jason Dominguez threw that runner out at second base. So thank you, Jason. Third time this season that Drew Thorpe has gone eight or more scoreless innings. He is the only pitcher in minor league baseball to do that this year. He finished that start with 147 strikeouts on the year. That's highest strikeout total in all of minor league baseball. All of minor league baseball. Um, just unreal. Just unreal. I, I, this guy has really taken over. He has performed basically all year he's had a couple of games where he's given up like five runs and like three innings or whatever he's had a couple of bad games but overall thorpe's stuff has been playing incredibly home road night day weekend weekday doesn't matter this guy is just pitching out of his mind uh and speaking of guys who are pitching out of their mind richard fitz just had another incredible start this week i just wanted to throw that out there because somerset pitching um Richard Fitz is ho hum. Top friend, friend of the podcast. Friend of the pod. Friend of the pod. Uh, <laughs> top ten in minor league baseball and strikeouts as well. Wow, just great season, great season. Uh, and then Stacy, there was one other thing that kind of happened this weekend that I felt was interesting. Mm-hmm. The Rail Riders, who by the way had a S tier top ten bobblehead giveaway of Oswaldo Cabrera and Oswald Peraza, uh, office-themed. Looks great. Loved it. Great pictures with them. They did like a reveal video with them. It was the cutest thing on the planet. Loved it. <laughs> but Real Riders did something different here. They put Franchi Cordero into the leadoff spot on Friday. They also did so on Saturday. He was back in the f- cleanup spot uh, on Sunday. So, whatever. But interesting. I It, it was something they just... Seems like they just kind of spur them, not spur of the moment, just kind of did. Ended up hitting three homers. Had two homers on <laughs> Friday night and a homer on Saturday. So I don't know. Uh, you know, the Yankees still, to my brain, don't really have a leadoff hitter. I feel like it's been a revolving door all year. So I don't know if this is something to keep your eye on moving forward. But it is something that happened. Franchi Cordero did lead off, and he has not done a lot of that in Major League Baseball. He's only done it 12 times in the bigs, but he's done it like crazy in the minors like throughout his career at all levels so maybe something they toy with moving forward again he didn't hit bat in the cleanup or leadoff spot on sunday so i don't know if that was just a fluke just trying to change things around uh but it clearly worked three homers in two games in the leadoff spot i'm curious to see if that might be something that shelly donkey keeps doing like hey let's keep putting you there and see if that ends up leading to the majors so i don't know i don't know of course the yankees obviously looking for cons continuous sustained offense at the big league level so especially out of that leadoff spot mm. i don't know maybe cordero comes uh, in as a dark horse candidate so but yeah it was a it was a big week big week in, in yankees farmland especially with these new rankings and of course drew thorpe doing what drew thorpe does let us know how you're feeling about all these yankees prospects of course i know you guys love this part of the show and love this part of the week we love doing it we love miners monday and we love talking about our minor league affiliates we're going to take one last break when we come back Braves, Yankees, everything you need to know when we come back. New game day shirt, boom, cash back. Food for the tailgate, boom, cash back. Even buying around can earn you cash back when you use your debit card. And yes, we said debit card. With Discover Cashback Debit, everyone can earn cash back on everyday purchases. In sports, it's hard to predict who's taking the win, but you know what's guaranteed to win? Discover Cashback Debit. Did I mention there are no fees, period? This one is a real game changer. Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. 
Back here on Locked On Yankees. Don't forget, Braves, Yankees tonight, 720 first pitch from the ATL. You can listen to it on SiriusXM with John and Susan. Stace tonight, Clark Schmidt, Max Freed set to tow the rubber in that one. Clark Schmidt, incredible. What is it, 16 in a row of just incredible starts? Whatever the stat I keep pushing out every time Clark Schmidt pitches. Yeah, but, you know, it's the Braves and... um you know, they have some scary dudes in that lineup. Matt Olson. Do people realize how many home runs that man has? He's up to 42. Is it still 42? I thought it was 41. I thought it was 41 last I checked, but okay, maybe you're right. You no, know, I think it's 42 now, which is okay. insane when you yeah. think about it. Because he's doing it quietly. Like You know, it's yeah. not like a, a thing where people are like, oh, Matt Olson, blah, blah, blah. It's like, oh, Matt Olson, holy cow, he has 42 home runs. Um isn't it you crazy know, that it could come down to NL MVP goes between Freeman and Olsen? Like Freddie Freeman has also quietly put together one in amazing, remarkable season in LA. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh it's one of those strange, it's just a strange season all around. Um, you know, I, I'm hoping that Clark does okay. I can't believe I just called him by his first name. I hope that Schmidt does okay against the Braves. Um, and if he doesn't don't get mad. It's the Braves. They're the best team in baseball. And if he doesn't have a Clark Schmidt like start and he has a little bit of trouble, don't get angry with him. He's been doing very well for the Yankees. And, you know, I don't want to see any mean things being said about Clark Schmidt. Say nice <laughs> things about Clark Schmidt. Uh, three <laughs> runs or less has been the mark for him. He hasn't had a scoreless outing as a starter since May 31st against Seattle in, at T-Mobile Park. Um, he's had very few actually that's the only one uh, mm -hmm. this is only scoreless outing so you know you got to anticipate some runs getting put up on the board but he has been giving the yankees a chance to win every time out uh again we're gonna talk more about the rotation on tomorrow's show in the second segment tomorrow but luis severino gets the ball on tuesday against bryce elder and then randy vasquez gets the start against charlie morton in the finale on wednesday i mean this rotation which was struggling recently before is now blown up uh it's interesting to see how quickly you run out of uh racetrack <laughs> yeah um before this weekend against the mets the braves starters had a run of six games where they gave up at least four runs some gave up five runs one gave up six runs it was they didn't lose all six of those games but it was just like in a couple of those games, the offense had to come back and do something. And it was just a very strange run of games for them. And they seem to be getting back on track. The Mets kind of helped them this weekend. So we'll see how Freed, Elder, Morton do this week against the Yankees. I mean, Freed is unbelievable, really. Um, yeah. You know, he just was coming back from the injury that he had. And, uh, you know, the Braves were already good. Like they were already great without, you know, and now it's they're reinforced with him. And it's like, wow, they're just they're the team to beat, basically. Like they're the ones that probably have a good road in the playoffs, but you never know because, you know, like last year, some like wild card team could knock some big team out. But I would think they're the favorites to go pretty yeah. far. I think that's I think that's pretty clear at this point. Um a Braves Orioles World Series would be interesting. That'd be very that would interesting. be interesting. Mm -hmm. uh, if the Dodgers could always be right there with them. It's just they always could. Um, Stacy, <laughs> three game set in Atlanta. Not going to be easy. There's no denying that. Especially giving seven Sevy on Tuesday. 
who knows what you're going to get out of Randy Vasquez on Wednesday. Uh, but do you have bold predictions here for this three game series in Atlanta? <clears throat> okay. Sevy <laughs> Sevy pitches five innings. He lasts five innings and he only gives up three runs. I'm not going to say anything to that. I'm just going to let you bask in that one for a second. Uh, I'm going to go offense. I like the way Volpe's been swinging it lately. I'm going to zero in on Wednesday. Hmm. Anthony Volpe homers off of Charlie Morton. Hmm. Morton hasn't been pitching very well this season as a whole. Volpe's swinging it better. I know, but every time we say that about a pitcher, this guy hasn't been pitching well this season, and he <laughs> goes up against the Yankees, and he score, he throws eight shutout innings. Yeah, but I like what I've seen out of Volpe. I like what I've seen out of Volpe. <laughs> no, yeah, so. no, he's – Volpe, let's give kudos quickly to the Yankees for not sending him down, keeping him up, because he's – He's getting there. He's he's doing yeah. stuff. And it's it's been fun to watch the development. And I, I feel like he's definitely here to stay. Yeah. Yeah. Again, remember your big, bold prediction that he will once at some point in his career be traded by the Yankees. Don't ever forget that. <laughs> Look, it's more uh, a, the front office, not him. It's nothing <laughs> yeah, against yeah. him. It's ownership yeah. in front office. Let's just make that clear. <laughs> totally. Uh, you guys know how we do it on our Monday shows. So long as the series is starting, our bold predictions, drop yours in the comment section here on YouTube. Of course, you can also leave your questions for Fan Mail Friday. That's every Friday on Locked on Yankees. To the everydayers out there coming up on tomorrow's show, we got to talk about this rotation. Is there diamonds in the rough in AAA that can help things out? Are there big moves the Yankees might make? Are they going to wave the white flag because of this? We're going to break it all down on tomorrow's show, so make sure you hit subscribe and so you don't miss it. That's going to do it for today's Locked on Yankees. I'm Steve Granato. And I'm Stacey Gotsoulias. We'll see you tomorrow. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.